Inspiration, Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Dean. Hi family, welcome back to episode 7 on this series on how to understand the Bible. Today we speak about language, text and context. Let us start with the premise that words are powerful. Would you agree with that? One of the most amazing differentiations from which I cannot deny the process of creation is based on language. You see, we are the only creatures that have a complex system of communication that is both spoken and written. For some of us, is even signaled, or even if you read Braille, it can also be read by feeling it. All in all, any way of human communication is complex and powerful. No other creature can do that. If you do not fully believe in God and His creation, I challenge you today to just dwell on what we just shared today so far. Okay, back on track. The Bible and language. Let's think about today's ideas by assessing a practical example. Let's think that I I receive a text on my mobile phone or cell phone from my dear wife saying, sweetheart, just a reminder to bring some fruit home. The way I might interpret that message could be as simple as, hey, my wife wants me to bring some fruit. Or could be as derived or as complex as saying, Ah, oh, my wife wants me to bring some strawberries home. You might be hearing that example and say, No, hang on, especially if you're a lady, you might say, Don't make that mistake. Don't be a man. She asked you for fruit. F-R-U-I-T. Fruit, Daniel. Okay, some of you males might be saying, Hang on, brother, don't do that. I know that trap. Just bring a few of the same. Other ways to see what my wife is saying in her text message is by me thinking even a bit, a bit farther than that. Something like, oh, my wife wants me to be home early. She's looking forward to see me after a long day at work. And she's reminding me to bring fruit so we can have a nice meal this afternoon with the girls. Or maybe I had a bad day that day and a lot of things didn't go well and I'm tired. And all I want to do is go home, skip dinner, have a shower and curl in bed to sleep under a warm blanket. And so I might be thinking, oh, my inconsiderate wife. She's just thinking about having her strawberries tonight. How dare does she ask for such a thing? She's using me to her benefit. I'm tired. At this point, many of you might be thinking, what is Dr. Denzi going on about? The woman just asked him for fruit. The point here is that our historical experience and neither our current recent experience will have an impact in the way we interpret things. It is a matter of life. Sociologists may call this that mark of individual reference, a term used to point our biases in the way we interpret our environment and the messages we receive. Other things that could make a difference in the way that I interpret the message might be the way or the things that were 
together with that message that was sent. Maybe the text message was sent with an angry emoji, a poop emoji, <laughs> or maybe a happy emoji or with a pink sparkling heart as my wife tends to send. Maybe she finished the text with three dots after that. Yes, those three dreaded dots that many of us uh, get afflicted by by thinking, what did she really mean by that? And then we have the context. Those three dots may mean something different depending on what happened earlier. Maybe my wife and I had an argument and we haven't sorted the whole thing out. We discussed it this morning and we left in discord. Maybe one of you is visiting us home tonight and we need fruit to rejoice together. Maybe it is our anniversary and we need some great fresh fruit to celebrate and thank God for what he has done for us. Now, let's throw in another variable. You see, my wife is originally from Croatia. And let's say that she writes the message in Croatian. And let's say that I communicate back to her in Spanish. Our limitations in understanding each other's languages, mother languages, could make out an interaction difficulty. It could make actually the interaction disastrous. Can you see how things can change so quickly? So it is with the Bible. By the way, my wife's favorite fruit is strawberries. So it makes sense for me to maybe interpret under that knowledge what I have to think that she's asking for strawberries. You didn't know that your knowledge was limited to likely no prior reference. I have over you about 18 years of advantage knowing my wife. My family. The Bible brings similar ins and outs in the way we approach its interpretation. So, interpretation is an absolute necessity. If we don't interpret the Bible, if we don't understand it, there means nothing to you as a reader. However, we must be conscious that whilst I read a Bible text, someone might read the same text and we might both understand it differently. It is therefore necessary for us to remember that literally it cannot mean both things for both of us. Yes, yes, there is personal application. I might read a text and I might be thinking, you know, I need to stop drinking alcohol. And on the other side, you might read the same text that says that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you might think, I think I need to start exercising a little bit more. The versatility and amazing wisdom of God's word is such that it can be a source of encouragement to all and a source of education or reproof and of correction for all in different circumstances. But the basis under which it was written cannot be different. The principles cannot change. You see, the authors of the Bible were inspired to write the Bible with such a purpose, and such writings meant something for the people originally intended to be written. Ultimately, for the people of all ages, But when Moses, for example, wrote the story of the Israelites for the Israelites themselves, it is important for us to know what it meant for them before we even attempt to understand what it means to you and I. Even more so, we must understand what it means for the whole world, for Christianity. And then we can start thinking of making personal deductions. The thing here is, if we don't do that, our personal biases, misconceptions, and preconceived ideas will taint the understanding that we will have in interpreting the scriptures. Another aspect is that 
if my wife is writing in Croatian, maybe I will not fully learn Croatian, but, you know, it would make it a lot easier if I were to understand the original intent of what she wrote in that language. I might use Google Translator today, but sometimes such tools do not give a fair indication of what the original messenger was trying to say, hence for the context. So, we must understand the context in combination to understanding the intentions of the original written language. We might then be able to understand the message intended for us in the text. The title of today's episode and lesson is Language, Text and Context. I'll admit that I'm probably not doing justice to today's topic to make it clear for you, but just think about that title. First comes the language, second the text, and third, context. So, what was the language used by the author of that book? What is the author saying in the text? What is the text saying, literally? Is what I'm reading even in the original text? Some Bible versions today have added forms of language and terms in order for us to understand, in order for, for, for us to have it a little bit easier to understand what it says. But um, reality is that whilst it can be advantageous in some cases, on the other side, you are receiving someone else's interpretation of the Bible. I can guarantee to you today that there is nothing more satisfying than digging deep into God's text understanding those keywords presented in the text and finding out that maybe and only maybe what originally you thought that the text was meaning as you read it in that translation after you dig deeply into the original language you find out that maybe that's not what necessarily God was intending to say at least in the way you interpret it and God will actually impress you something perhaps more meaningful of what it actually meant at the time. It's mind-blowing. Remember, it is not about you coming with your own little individual interpretations because the scriptures are clear that there is no private interpretation. Then, the next step is what we already spoke about. What is the context of the verse or verses and the story that you're reading? Some questions that I encourage you to ask yourself as you go on the quest of interpreting the Bible and maybe you want to write this down if you are driving or if you are doing some activity and you are listening to this while you are doing something else maybe stop or come back to this section because I can assure you that if you use these questions the next time you study the Bible you are meaning your understanding and what God will speak to you through the Bible would be different to what you have ever tried before. First question, ask yourself, who wrote this passage? What is the background of this author? What else do we know about the author's life that influenced the way he wrote the message? Remember, the Bible was inspired by God, but it wasn't dictated. So there were influences at the time of the people who wrote the Bible. Number two, when did he write it? To whom did he write it? Why did he write it? What were the author's circumstances at the time? Another question. What were the receivers of the message circumstances at the time? Lastly, what was the ultimate aim of the writer as God inspired him to send such a message? 
my Adventist Reflections family. It is time to finish here and go and study God's word with this new perspective. I encourage you. No, 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 no. I even challenge you to do so. And find a whole new world in how you understand the Bible. Dissect the text. Find the key words in the text. Get a good dictionary, Hebrew, Greek. Find what it meant then so that you can apply it to your life now. As for me, well, next time my wife asks me for fruit, I'll message her back or even better, call her and ask, what is it that you exactly would like me to bring home? And then I will do so. Last week, I encouraged you to pray that God gives you wisdom to help you understand the Bible. And today, I encourage you to do that, communicate with Him and do it again. And He will answer again. Next week, we will share intrapersonal ideas that build character by discovering how the creation, as found in the book of Genesis, forms a crucial part, a foundational aspect on how to understand the Bible. But for now... My name is Dr. Denzi and I choose to love God and the beautiful exercise of studying deeply the meaning of the Bible, the Word of God, for the Christian, for the world, for myself. How about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, Hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.